Hello and welcome to the Girl Tries Life podcast. My name is Victoria Smith and we are on episode number 31. And guys, I am so pumped for today's episode because we are joined by YouTube fitness instructor, Lucy Wyndham Reed. Now, Lucy's on a mission to get the world fit and with over 13 million views on her 800 plus YouTube workout videos, she's well on her way to achieving that goal. Now, I first heard about Lucy through the popular YouTube vloggers called the Sakoni Jolies, and she was Lucy was training Anna during, uh, I think it was one of her pregnancies, and I was just so impressed with the way that Lucy came across and how she presented herself, the kinds of exercises that she encouraged people to do, and definitely her stance on body positivity. I also tried some of her workout videos myself and I found that I burned an incredible amount of calories in a very short space of time and that I really didn't need to be going to the gym all the time, that I could just log on to her YouTube channel and get fit that way. As I explored Lucy's YouTube channel, I found so much interesting information about her. She joined the army when she was 17 years old. She had a very unfortunate loss of her fiance at a young age, but it really has shaped her. And we talk about that in the interview about how she sort of dealt with that loss. We talk about how Lucy grew this business after, you know, over 20 years in the fitness industry. And she touches a little bit on a TEDx talk that she gave, which I include in the show notes. We talk about so much in this interview and she is such a positive human being that honestly, you're going to take so much away from this. And confidence is one of those things that you think can't be taught and yet Lucy kind of talks about how she went and created and built confidence for herself. So I think you'll really love this episode. I had such a great time interviewing Lucy and for two lucky listeners, we are giving away two of Lucy's cardio characters. So we talk about that a little bit in the interview, but basically they are 30 day fitness and nutrition plans geared towards whatever your specific problem is. So when you, if you go to the show notes, you'll see all the information on that, but whether you're wanting to get ready for summer weather or you're, you know, trying to get strong after having a baby or you're in, you know, trying to deal with menopausal weight loss or just trying to manage your anxiety, Lucy has a fitness plan for you. Now I have done, I've bought one of these for myself and I absolutely adore it and I'm getting great results from it. So I just wanted to share this with our listeners. So listen to the end of the podcast, or you can go to our show notes, girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast forward slash three one for episode 31. And you'll see exactly what information you need in order to enter to win a cardio character. So we'll be closing the entries for that on the 19th of July. So you've got almost a full two weeks in order to enter that. And uh, yeah, it's really exciting stuff. And we chat about it more in the interview. So Let's head on over to the interview. Just a really quick note from today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is actually my Airbnb account. Now, I am a huge fan of Airbnb, both as a user and as a host. David and I have hosted over, I think, 35 different guests, and we've had a blast doing it. Now, if you've never used Airbnb before on your travels, I highly recommend it because you're getting to stay 
in a local's home, essentially. And so it's so much more cozy and comfortable. You're often going to find yourself, if you, you know, go to rent an entire place, you know, you'll have the amenities of, you know, kitchen and, and living room and all that kind of space that you wouldn't get with a hotel. And as someone that now has a child, there is nothing worse than staying in a hotel where as soon as the lights go out for the baby, lights are out for everyone. So if you use my Airbnb link, you'll basically get $50 credit towards your first Airbnb trip. So it has to be your first time creating an account, but it'll be $50 towards your trip, which is no small thing in this day and age. So to get that, you would just go to www.airbnb.ca forward slash C for Charlie, C for Charlie, forward slash V Smith 78. So again, that's www.airbnb.ca forward slash C forward slash V Smith 78. So I will include that in our show notes. So I'm a huge Airbnb fan. I highly recommend it. And I really hope that you have a fantastic first experience. So let's head to the interview. Well, thank you very much, Lucy, for joining us on the podcast. It's exciting. (laughs) I first came to know you through uh, the Sacconi Jolie's YouTube page, actually. And it's it's funny because I'm not like a regular follower of theirs, but I remember seeing you do workouts with Anna when she was pregnant. And I thought this is... And then she linked to your page and I checked it out. And I was like, these are amazing workouts because they're short and sweet, but I feel the effects of them afterwards. Yeah, I think, you know, it's really funny. People always think that they have to spend like an hour in the gym, they have to use weights, and oh my goodness, there are so many quick, easy ways we can get fit at home. And, you know, and that's where working out with Anna has been incredible because she's kind of given me that platform to show people. And, you know, it's been amazing. And some of the emails I get from women all over the world that have never liked fitness, but now they like it because it's doable and that they can do it at home in their front room. And even as little as four minutes, they can be absolutely sweating and have done a really good workout. So it's been, you know, it's been a nice thing. I've known for hundreds of years how short, quick workouts work, but not many people did, but they are starting to realize that now. Well, and the thing I love about your workouts also is that they're very stackable. Like I find that I I tell myself I only have four minutes, so I do a four minute video and then, and then I'm like, oh, you know, I'm feeling okay. I'll add on another four minutes and another four minutes and you end up getting such a great workout in. But you know, that's a really good point, isn't it? Because once we start exercising, then we've generated our energy, our feel-good hormones, we feel as strong as superwoman. It's, you know, it's just sometimes, it's just getting started. And if you think you've got to do like an hour's workout, then you can't get that motivation to get started. Whereas if you think, actually, you know what, it's just four minutes, then you can do it. You know, I think that's, as you said, so you're then more likely to add more to it as well. Yeah. So I want to back up a little bit for people that aren't that don't know you as well. I was reading in your bio and have a couple interviews with you. So you joined the army when you were 17 years old. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. the way you described it was that you were looking at it as a way to help build your confidence. Coming from a background of parents who are, you know, a musician and an artist, how did you decide on the army as a way to build confidence? 
it was I think what it was at school I was I had no confidence I was very shy I was bullied I didn't do any sports I suffered with my weight I was like the real you know just like completely not what people would think people would just always assume I was really sporty at school whereas I wasn't I was so shy and yet deep inside it's like I knew I wanted to be this really strong confident woman and I just kind of thought, you know what, I need to just go and join the army. Just throwing myself in the deep end is like the only way to do it. And, you know, you're, you're right. My parents are not your typical like army background parents. And I, when I told them, I remember I still to this day, it makes me laugh. Their faces were like so shocked. But, you know, it, it was really the best thing because at school I had every single excuse to get out of games. I mean, actually, my excuses had to start becoming very creative because I don't think I ever did sports. You know, it was like, oh, this has happened, that has happened. And I knew in the army you couldn't get away with that. It wouldn't be a matter of like, oh, excuse me, sergeant, I can't do sports today because I got period cramps or something like that. <laughs> you know, it just wouldn't have washed. And it's like a little bit, you know, when we're pushed, is when we grow when we're challenged is when we grow and you know I mean I obviously had a wise head on young shoulders at that age to think to go and do that but it was definitely the best thing and it was kind of like it was the most extreme regime to think of joining but I just thought you know what that's going to test me and and I'm up for it and so that's what I did. And I imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I mean, in high school, or I guess you guys call it secondary school, uh, there's all these sort of cliques and you're going through such rough times with friends or bullying or that kind of thing. But I imagine in the army, there's that spirit of teamwork and we're all in it together. Or do you still struggle with personalities wherever you go kind of thing? No, it's it's very it's actually very different, and you know you do have like your teamwork, and but for me it was actually quite hard. A lot of because there were less women in the army, so I did I did still suffer bullying in the army, but not as much, and it was only a very few people. The rest were you know it was so it was quite different, and there was definitely that camaraderie like you know especially if you're out on exercise during training everyone is like come on let's do it let's push it to the end so so there was that aspect which was incredible but still you know there was the other side of men not liking women being in the army so that was quite tough having to deal with that as well and so what would you say to women who are considering going into the army today you know, I think this world now is a scary place. I think when I joined was many, many years ago, it was very different to what it is now. And, you know, I think as any parent, I, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I wouldn't want, you know, I'd want to protect someone. And But you know what, we're not safe anywhere, which is sad, really. And so taking that aside from it, as in how you grow as a person, it is an incredible thing to do. It was, you know, for me, it definitely taught me about self-discipline, which I think is like one of the best assets anyone can have, because when you've got self-discipline, you can drive yourself and, you know, we all need that. Yeah, I would say especially, and I'm I'm technically still considered in the millennial generation, and, and there is that lack of, I mean, I hate to stereotype, but there does seem to be a lack of work ethic. And so I can imagine in the army that that just instills that that discipline and that work ethic in you. That it, it totally. And you know what? It's like, and I always remember, I think it was some, I'm trying to remember, some t- famous tennis player. And they said 
that his it was the uncle was a coach and he said to his um, nephew you're not the best tennis player like you don't naturally have the best skill but you have more determined and motivation and he went on to win Wimbledon you know which I think is then really empowering because what that's saying to absolutely every single individual you know what if you really want it it doesn't matter what your talent is what your skill is but if you've got determination and tenacity then you can drive through a diamond you know it's kind of like it, it's and that's where it's empowering because you can give yourself that yeah so is the army where your work ethic came from or is that more a family thing yeah, do you know i think it's a little bit of both both my parents you know, are hard workers, they work hard now, my, even like my aunt, my cousins, we all kind of, we're, we're givers and we're hard workers. So I think, you know, that that I kind of like had, but the army then definitely brought me in about the, the confidence and, you know, determination, you know, you just get, I set my alarm ridiculously early. That was a habit I got into in the army, had to get up early and it's like, yeah, you know, good is not good enough. It's always got to be better. And um, so I think I had that built in me, but then I had it reinforced even more as well. Yeah. I've read the story that you have shared of your fiance, Mike, who unfortunately was killed in Northern Ireland. And I can, I can only imagine that the loss and the impact that that had on your life, but is there anything that his death taught you or has given you? Oh, absolutely. Where do I start? I feel, I feel like where I've got to now in my life is he's been on the whole, whole journey with me because it's when I lost him, um, you know, I've never really found anyone since. And I actually don't think I ever will. I was, you know, we were like childhood sweethearts. He was the love of my life, just the, the most beautiful man. And, you know, I've, I've had a couple of relationships since, but you know, I think you find your soulmate and I don't know if you're ever fortunate enough to find them again. And I think losing him was where I just threw myself into fitness, into doing everything to kind of like numb the pain. And, and I've never really stopped. And so I sort of feel like he's up there watching me on this journey, knowing that this is my passion and drive and has kind of kept me on that journey. So, you know, I, I believe... I believe he's he knew what I wanted. He knew it would be a really tough road and oh my goodness, it's taken me forever, but I finally turning down the right road and I think it's like I'm sure there are times when I've wanted to give up and just weird things have happened and it's like and I'm sure it's been him just going keep going, you know? So um yeah, I very much feel like he's he's still with me. And I mean, when people lose someone, there's so many negative things that you could throw yourself into and so for you to throw yourself into something that has such a positive effect I think is in incredible yeah and it's you know and it's nice because it's been able to help other people which is really which there's nothing nicer for your soul than hearing how you kind of like help someone improve their life with exercise with health it's you know and I think the older you get it's like those things are more valuable than buying a nice pair of shoes yeah Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine the kind of comments you get back on the with the hashtag Lucy squad. And I've seen some of the before and after photos, but I'm sure the emails are just heartfelt. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, absolutely. You talk about having 20 years experience in the fitness world. So what does that what did that look like? Is that personal training? Is that working in gyms? What what did that 20 years encompass? 
Yeah, well, it, first of all, I um, so I learned about fitness actually in the army. Then when I came out of the army, I then went and qualified to teach aerobics and then I qualified to um, be a gym instructor. Then I did nutrition for weight loss and I kind of built up lots of different qualifications and first started off working in a gym. And, and I always remember, it was funny actually, because I've recently done a TED Talks and talked about this in it and it, it kind of broke my heart because this gym manager, when I turned up for my first day, he was showing me around and he said, so we've got five rowers, five treadmills, five bikes, five something else, can't remember what it was. So basically they had 20 bits of cardiovascular equipment. And then I, I said to him, and how many members have you got? And he said, well, we've got 1600 members. And I said, well, what happens if all 1600 turn up and you've only got 20 bits of equipment? And he laughed and he said, well, the beauty is they never will because only 10% will ever use the gym and that's where we make money. And I just was thinking, oh my God, like I'm not in it for that. I actually want to reach out to the 80% that aren't coming to the gym, you know, or the, the 90%, whatever it was. Because for me, how sad that they're paying money and yet they're not getting the benefits of being healthy and fit. And, you know, and I think that industries is you know for me that's when I kind of wanted to start going alone as quickly as I as I could so I sort of worked in that gym and then set up doing my own personal training and contacted found a local celebrity and sort of then did some training with her so I got some media exposure and you know and then my client base just grew very very quickly and I got approached by a TV company to do some stuff about fitness in the media and it sort of then just I was then always self-employed from from that day on and it's like you know it wasn't good enough just doing tv then i needed to write a book and then it wasn't good enough just doing one book i needed to do several and you know but that's me i like to have that drive and always sort of think of the bigger picture and obviously then with youtube was just incredible because now i can offer fitness for free to everyone worldwide well and so I imagine a lot of people would struggle with the decision to do YouTube videos because you're basically giving away your product for free and you've done almost 800 videos. So how did that decision come about? Were you worried that it would adversely affect your income? Well, you know what? I've never chased money. I just chase success and I chase for being the best at what I do. And so, you know, there are a lot of people that would say, well, you're crazy doing all that. But then I've kind of built up the most incredible community and my subscribers are going up. And, you know, as a result of that, people actually then realize my my training works. So it's a lot of people wouldn't do it because, you know, I work really hard on doing the editing, everything. So a lot of people say, well, you're crazy picking that video up for free. But you know, it, it for me then, I also have ebooks and they have just, I've sold phenomenal amounts because people then, you know, they, they like me, they like the workouts, they know they can trust me, then they're more likely to go and invest a little bit of money in buying a product. So, you know, it's like, I will always give the workouts for free because I want to make it accessible to absolutely everyone. So, you know, that that's my my logic so business wise you know people might go well you don't make money doing it like that but for me i'm creating awareness and i'm offering something that is helping hundreds and hundreds of and literally hundreds of thousands of people worldwide so you know that that's that's a pretty nice thing to um to 
enjoy every day knowing I'm making a difference. Yeah. And so when did that, when, sorry, when did you start doing the YouTube videos? Well, I actually, I, I think I set my YouTube channel up in 2012, um, but I didn't really, I was kind of so new to it and I sort of put up videos, but nothing like I do now. I've like had to just learn along the way and it's, it's really funny. It was actually as a result of having my YouTube channel is how Anna Sacone Jolie actually found me, which is irony, like they're the biggest YouTubers. Yeah. <laughs> she actually then found me through YouTube. So um, so that, that was really funny. And that's where I kind of say it's like, you know, my path, it's like as if it's all set out and I've got Mike up there going, just keep going, keep going, because he can see what's going to happen ahead and know that people's paths will cross. And um, yeah, so... And then really it was last year, I think it was April last year, I decided that I was gonna really just start putting up daily workout videos. And that's when my channel then really, really grew, really grew quickly as well. So, um, mm. yeah. So I know for the online stuff, like I have a blog and a podcast and there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that people aren't aware of. And it, you know, it's the same for YouTube videos. So. How many people does it take to make your videos happen? Or is it all you? Oh my God. So this is really funny because because I'm, and this goes back to the kind of the army side. It's like, because I'm determined and you know, I want to create like top videos. So literally, and again, it's my investment. I hire, I hire somewhere at like a studio and then I've got a friend who's got, he's incredible at filming. So literally he will set up his camera but then that is it. Then I get the videos and the whole edit, production, timing, narration, everything, all the overlays. I've created my own stopwatch overlays. I'm <laughs> going to do a camera, everything. I've just self-taught and done them myself. And so, you know, each video takes me a long, long time. But again, you know, there is a lot of competition out there. So you have to be better than anyone else. And, you know, and for me, I tell you this to make you giggle because every time I post up a video on YouTube, it tells me how many words per minute. Oh my goodness, when I'm doing an exercise one, I have 200 words per minute that I say. Oh my gosh. But you know, it's re to me, it's important to like really teach them as if I was there. And then I also do the videos, so it's got a beginner and um, intermediate. So. So I film the workouts twice. So I do an easier version and a harder version. So there is a lot of work, but you know, the way I see it, these videos will be up forevermore. So it's kind of like they're, they're evergreen videos. So it's content, like you will know this yeah. from what you do. Content is key. And if you put out really good content, people will find you. And you know, it, it's kind of, it, it it definitely makes it worth it worthwhile in the long run. Well, and it's interesting that you're talking about the narration being key and giving those directions because I was just doing one of your workouts the other day and just this tiny adjustment that you had talked about about, you know, flexing your foot instead of pointing it and all of a sudden I was like, "Oh yeah, I feel that." Yep. No, yep. But, but it's so it, you know, the body, we've got over 650 muscles. You do something slightly out of alignment, you work a completely different area and it's, you know, so that's where for me, and also the other thing, the internet is awash with these kind of people, perhaps like some young pretty girl, but she knows nothing about fitness and is then all of a sudden doing fitness videos and ebooks, and you just kind of think it's like, you know, you have to be so careful, like with everything, it's so important to do it right. And that's where I really emphasize about 
giving clear instructions and educating my viewers as well. So they're learning about their body and doing the motivation and, you know, because that way you can make the exercises really safe as well. Yeah. Well, and you're in such a competitive field as well. So what was your approach to sort of how to stand out and serve the most people? Like, it sounds like you had a process of, you know, before the YouTuber, like, you know, reaching out to a local celebrity and, and growing it that way. Like, did you have a, like a business plan or that kind of thing in place? Or was it just as it went? You know what? It was kind of like, okay, no one else would really do what there are a couple of other YouTube channels. One that I think is really good. My two favorite actually fitness YouTube channels are Blogilates. I love her. I think she's amazing. The other people that are really good are Fitness Blender, you know, because they give, they give so much stuff and yet so many people don't and that was my that that's been my my strength is like you know I will just put in 110% and I'm not saying everyone but I know a lot of people within my industry wouldn't do that and and I think just just give give so much just be better than anyone else or be the best that you can that's what I try and do and and also I like to cater for everyone I want to make everyone feel that they have an opportunity to to be fit so that's why it was really important for me to do some workouts for people if they were disabled you know I didn't exclude them I wanted to make sure that if they came to my YouTube channel there is some stuff that people can do if they're you know in a wheelchair it's like making everyone feel special you know and in this world that we live in nowadays and I think because I'm a bit older and wiser just be a good person have a kind heart and you know that says a lot yeah I'm just going to go back to the gym thing and just share my personal experience. I am one of those people that have a gym membership that do not use it at the moment. I have I have an 18-month-old son, and it's just one of those things where it's not that I don't have the time. It's that I don't have the time to leave the house. Yeah. And so I, the thing I'm disliking about my gym at the moment is they will call and say, we haven't seen you for ages or this, that, and the other. And it actually makes me feel really bad and makes me not want to come because it's not that I'm not getting exercise I'm getting exercise through your videos but I so I can see that they're trying to get people in but at the same time it's that pressure that makes people I think feel bad about themselves and I think exercise should be something that you want to do and feel good about and aren't guilted into yeah I totally agree and you know with kind of personal training like for me the most important thing is how you deliver a message and how you put something across because if you make someone feel bad they'll just shy away so it's like you know that that and obviously when I'm doing personal training on a one-to-one level I know more the individual I know like how I will address something the wrong or you know what would be the wrong or the right way because everyone is different but yeah you know the, the minute you kind of do that then it just makes people feel bad and if you feel bad about yourself then it's really really hard we should all feel good about ourselves so you know that that I can I can appreciate what you're saying and and they they'd be better off not doing that. Yeah, I get there when I can, but you know, yeah. baby, babysitting is a thing. Yeah. So as a trainer, you, I mean, your clients have no doubt learned a ton from you, whether it's nutrition or workouts, motivation. But what have you learned from your clients? I can spot the clients away that are gonna stick to it and get amazing results I can also spot straight away the people that will kind of do it half-heartedly within like a one minute I can spot them straight away and is that just like 
you can see the motivation or like what does that look like yeah I, d- I don't know it's just I don't know if it's like a gut feeling I can just it's it's just weird I think it's because I get that person I might n- know a little bit more about their background where they are how driven they are in life and it's like and how much they want it and how serious they are and it's like that's what I say to people if you really want to get results you will get results 100%. But if you're only going to do it half-heartedly, then you can only expect 50% results. You know, it's like how serious, how, you know, how determined are they? Yeah, sorry, I, I don't know if I answered your question. What have I learned? So I think I've just, I've learned a lot about people. And I think there's actually, there's only very few kind of characters, aren't they? Like, you know, you can put people into different boxes so I'm pretty good at spotting and thinking okay that person is very driven that person is always going to have an excuse so I've I can read people better definitely yeah and I imagine yeah the psychology of people and and it's funny because I feel like people a lot in the healthcare industry whether it's personal training or physio or maybe it's just how I treat them I often feel like they're kind of like a therapist as well because they're seeing you at such a vulnerable point um and people must share so much stuff with you personal stories and yeah i mean i found actually with with personal training they open up so much you know and i mean obviously everything i do it's confidential and they know that and it's kind of like so it's it's good it's like mental training for them as well so not just personal training and you know it's like i kind of end up be being also a bit more like a life coach and just, you know, like saying, you've got to do this and, and do that. And, you know, I've never understood really. I think like life coaching is just something some people naturally can do. You're either a motivator or you're not. And what's actually really important with personal training and so many trainers don't do it is you have to listen. You just need to listen to your client. And that, I, I think that's actually a really good skill in life is listen to people. Yeah, because there's no one size fits all with people. <laughs> yeah. So is there such a thing as a relaxing day for you? Oh, my goodness, never. No. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be. Oh, I, I'm kind of like I am burning out a little bit. But there's um, a great expression, isn't there? You have to make hay when the sun shines. And it's like I've worked on this journey for like 25 years and I've kind of had so many ideas ripped off, been promised this, promised that and had doors slammed in my face and I've had a, I've had a tough journey and it's like only in the last year I've kind of now from, from real people, just from people that I've like helped change their lives, it's like they've kind of picked me up and now they're all carrying me and it's like amazing and so so now I feel I've got to work even harder than ever before and just keep putting out the content. And, you know, there will come a time where I will sort of like slow down. But at the moment, there's a demand for it. And, you know, I also love what I do. Um, and I will definitely perhaps take two or three days off sort of towards the end of summer and just go. And what I really want to do actually is go to like a health farm or a spa. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just get, literally, get a white robe on for two or three days. Just go and have a massage and then not move. Yeah. But, no. but but I know what I'd be like. Probably after about five hours, I'd be bored and, like, want to be back editing a new video or something. So. Yeah. Well, I hope you do get in some time for self-care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I'm just curious because the videos are, like, you know, I think the longest video of yours I've done is 16 minutes. But, like... How long are you working out per day? 
Well, you know what? That's the funny thing. It's kind of like, because I have so many like online clients now and I do, I still have one-to-one personal training sessions where I drive out to a client, but less, um, less than I used to. But every time I edit a video, I do the workout two or three times to like check the edit and then I like do it kind of, also I'll do it so I can't see the video, I can just hear the voice. So then I'm checking that I'm giving clear enough instructions. So actually, you know, I might do a good 30 minutes worth of training where I've done like three or four of my videos if I've worked on those during the day. But um, I'd never go to a gym and I never do long workouts. I'm like, you know, I like these total body compound moves, working lots of muscle groups all at once. So yeah, probably like, and it's hip training, which I love as well. And I have to say, I'm a huge, maybe it's just the videos that I've done. I haven't noticed them yet, but I haven't seen a push-up yet. And I am so pumped about that because I despise push-ups. Yeah, no, I, I think there's probably, I think I've used two in my life and that's it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not good with them. But, you know, and it's like, and also I never use any weights and I get lots of questions. You know, why didn't none of my exercises use like dumbbells or, you know, weights on bars but I always say you know for me there's nothing wrong if people want to use weights but personally I know that your own body weight is enough resistance to create sculpt and tone without bulking up and still to get all the benefits of doing strength training because like as I always say to people think how heavy your arms are when you've got them out to the side and you're doing like a hundred little tiny arm circles you don't need a weight on top of that uh, no, I have felt that pain. <laughs> Sorry, not yes. pain. Flex. Yeah. Con- yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, and it's interesting because, you know, so no one actually, even men, if they want to do like really build up, there's so many ways you can do it with, without weights. But, you know, I will never knock anyone for doing it because it's all, you know, personal preference. But that's why on my channel, and I'm very much about wanting to, again, stay feminine. And some people might go, well, you can lift weights and still be feminine. Actually, I know that I can't, I can't because when I was in the army, we had to train in the gym and I did have to lift a few weights and I did see my body shape change and I didn't, I didn't like it. I looked too strong, too, too muscular. That's then when I came out, it was like, well, I still want to stay fit, but I don't want to have those kind of like look bulky. So that's why I never use weights. Yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit. You've got these, I think it's now 13 cardio characters on your website. I'm hoping you can tell us a bit about about them and how you came up with the, the concept for them. Yeah, they're, oh my goodness. First of all, I love them and I'm so excited. And do you know what's been great about this is I came up with the concept and then I've been able to to kind of like execute and put the whole thing together without anyone else. So they're my, my complete design, production, absolutely everything. And also what I love is I'm kind of no one else has done it. It's a very, very new concept. And to me, as a personal trainer, what my job is, is to solve a problem for that client. It's not just about getting them toned arms. It's like perhaps they're saying, you know, but I don't have time. I've got a busy life. How can I do this? So it's coming up with a solution. 
And then I just thought, you know what, it would be really good to like do it in a story, like tell a story. So for example, I've got one of them, I think she's Emma, is going to get married. She's going off to Italy to get married. So she wants to really tone her arms. She wants to like lose a few inches from her waist. So I kind of create that fun character that someone can look at and think, yep, that's what I want to do. I want to lose a bit of weight and tone up my arms. And then you literally follow their journey for four weeks and you hear about their progression and then their plan. And what I've done is I've selected the appropriate video from my YouTube channel. So you can then on that plan, you then click on it and it takes it straight, straight through to that YouTube video. And you know, for me, what's really important is you have to take someone's hand and hold it throughout a journey and an experience because otherwise people get a little bit lost and that's where these cardio characters, you go on that journey with them. And it just makes it a little bit softer and approachable and a little bit fun. And it's yeah. a bit different. And you know, they've got over, I think, 12 different workout videos in a four week plan. And I cannot tell you how many I've sold. Oh my goodness. Yeah. One crazy. And hence why there are more characters coming. And it's just, yeah, it's been, I think it's, you know, because it's a cross between a book, a story, a fitness DVD, and an online trainer that is just kind of like all in one. And of course, the thing is, it doesn't get boring because every day you have a completely different workout video. And and of course, the results people have got have been amazing as well. And they've, they've enjoyed it. So um, yeah, they were really, they were so much fun to do. Yeah. And I'm going to so many more and it was like I've also just recently done one for like um, a flight attendant so if someone's like traveling a lot how they can get fit in a hotel there's you know, the busy mom the bride-to-be and the one that I love the most is Sally who's got her golden wedding or ruby wedding anniversary coming up and my point there is you know whatever age we can all be fit you know she's turned 70 and she wants some light exercises to do and, and that's where it's just opening the door to everyone and just really coming up with a fun solution that they can kind of go on that journey with. Yeah. Okay, so I have three new characters for you that are maybe that are maybe in the works, but yep. these are these are what I want to see. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so I struggle with a bad back, so I'll do really well at working out for a while, but because I do ab work and maybe not as much and I know a lot of people with bad backs. So is there exercises specifically we can do to strengthen the core all the way around? I would love to see that. That's a really good one, actually. Um, well, because I, I just fall off the wagon with the exercise when my back goes out. And then I, I don't want to do that again. Uh, I know you've got these videos on your channel. But in terms of like, I'm hoping to have another baby soon. So how can I, what can be my fitness plan for each trimester? I'd love to see a package for that. Yeah. And um, I know you have the postnatal one, but also like, are there workouts I could do with the baby and the baby Bjorn? So those are the three I would like to see. Yeah, they're, they're really good, actually. Really good ideas. Definitely. <laughs> so, so they you might know be what you've just done. You've just made me stop going on that three day spa break now. No, no, no. You should still no, get I your break. Do, yeah, do, no. do it after the summer. I'm not in a rush. But. No, I'm, I'm joking. But I think they're brilliant ideas. And you see, and that's what it is. Everyone, we've all got, you know, there's all always with someone, you know, like for me, actually, I really struggle with my um, back. I had an injury when I was in the army. That was actually one of the reasons why I left the army was um, a bad back injury. 
So, you know, I think that that sort of stuff, and especially a lot of people if they're sat at desks all day. So yeah. that's actually a really, really clever one. So oh, I'm, I'm excited to see it then. <laughs> and, and of course, she's going to have to be called Victoria, isn't she? That's so, so exciting. Oh my gosh, you've just made my day. There we go. <laughs> okay. I, so I wanted to ask really quick, I, I seem to get differing opinions about whether or not you could actually target body parts. Um, but a lot of your workouts seem to, you know, it's for arms or for waist. Can you actually really target or do you have to over, like, I mean, cardio overall? Yeah, it's interesting. So yes and no. Yes, you can do a specific toning workout for a targeted area, right? So that's where if someone said to me, I want to get really toned arms, well, I know how I can get them toned arms. If they came to me and they said, I want to lose arm fat, there isn't one particular method that I can do which is going to zap the fat straight away from the arms. But what you can do, if someone is carrying excess body fat, if you start to reduce the excess body fat, then it will eventually come off that area. So that's where I kind of say yes and no. And it's like when I've done books specifically for how to get rid of arm fat, what I do in there is I do explain it takes three things. It's never just one thing because it is a combination of doing cardio, which could be walking, that could be hip training. Then you need to look at nutrition because if you're eating rubbish food, then that's gonna head wherever your body puts it first. And then you need to do the toning. So it's like you can do it, but you need to come from a three-pronged approach. Just doing a, a one exercise, which I always say, I mean, I still call them like arm toning exercises, yeah. bingo wings. So you're definitely working on the muscle, but if you need to reduce overall fat that is set on that area, then you need to look at reducing your calorie intake and you know just making sure that you are doing enough exercise. So, so that's where that answer is a very much a kind of like yes and no. So again, you can reduce belly fat, but but it's not just going to be by doing a single sit up. Sure, that will tone the muscles, but it's never going to get rid of the fat on top of the belly. That has to come from doing certain cardio workouts, and it has to come from a healthy, clean eating nutrition plan as well. Yeah, that that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So, do you have a message for? sort of the millions of women that struggle to love their bodies. So they might work out, they might be doing the best that they can, but maybe they still look in the mirror and don't feel good about themselves. What do you, what do you say to those women? Okay, uh, I'm so passionate about this, right? There was a fantastic thing with someone, I think she's called Kim, that has a rather big bottom. Is it someone like that? Anyway. <laughs> Now, so we always see this um, and it looking airbrushed and looking incredible. And then not so long ago, um, the paparazzi, there were pictures of her where it is a little bit more dimply and a bit more real. Mm -hmm. And I think what women need to do is realize what we see out there in the media is so false. But the problem is we still compare ourselves to that. And that's what I just think is so hard you know like I love social media it's kind of changed my world my business but you know you just have to look at some of these people and think oh my goodness you know that the fact is it's like we have to realize being perfect is next to what well what is perfect first of all you know like to me perfect is actually it's about how kind someone is sure we want to look good absolutely I'm not going to deny that 
But the thing is, what we have to do is perhaps focus not just on how we look, but you know, like how fit are we? How motivated are we? How, you know, it's that that whole thing. And I think, you know, now it's it's gotta be less on what size you are, but just more on like, you know, how fit are you? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not trying to change and all look the same and actually like embracing who we are. Like I'm five foot two and three quarters and a bit, you know, I'm five foot two. I'm <laughs> basically I'm you're really sure. trying to be five foot three I can hear that yeah I am I'm on my tiptoes saying it but you know that that so I am never gonna be six foot I am never gonna have golden skin because I'm as pale as you like and so I live in fake tan so all my I love white clothes but everything is always ruined within a second you know but but what I'm learning to do as I'm getting older it's like you know what actually that's cool I quite like being this height and you know all the things when i was younger it's like now that is me i've got wrinkles around my eyes but you know what that's because i've laughed a lot and actually that that's good and you know and i just think it's so important but we are our worst critics mm-hmm. our worst critics you know and it's like our best friends wouldn't even they wouldn't pick up on those things it's us and we need to stop being so tough on ourselves yeah and i think a lot of women also struggle in their relationships right to be comfortable in their body around another person all the time and it's yeah but we put that on ourselves right because your partner usually would say you look great absolutely and you know what i always remember years and years ago going to this conference and it was like a fitness wellness conference and this woman walked onto the stage she must have been in her mid-50s she wasn't particularly tall wasn't particularly slim she was just very just kind of you know, didn't really stand out. But when she walked on that stage, the minute she started walking across this stage, everyone's jaw dropped. I'm not kidding you. And it was like, wow, look at that woman. And do you know what it was? She had the most elegant walk, but she was so full of confidence in such a lovely way that she then became the most stunning woman I'd ever seen, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's like, but, but it's only us that stops us feeling like that. You know, so we have to stop doing that and just think, you know what, pull our shoulders back. You know, we're great. The minute we say we're not great, that's what we project to everyone else. And it's like, so we have to look in the mirror and instead of zoning in and thinking, oh, look at those wrinkles, just then think, okay, look at that smile. You know, look yeah. at, you know, and and life's too short to, you know, and, and honestly, like now this is where I'm really passionate about teaching this to younger girls but also women of my age because I wasted so many years not being this wise and wishing my legs were like this or blah 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 and it's like what a waste of time that was and not going out because I had nothing to wear because I didn't like how I looked in it it's crazy you know now I've got the confidence of being an older woman that it it doesn't matter well and so I'll just throw in for our listeners if they see a photo of you I think I mean, I know you've heard this before. I've heard it in interviews with you as well. Nobody would guess your age. Like I literally, I'm currently doing this podcast at my mom's house because my house is full of a toddler that screams and showed my mom a picture of you and told her how old you were. And she was just like, sorry, what now? And like, and, but the thing that I also notice is that that joy and that smile and that confidence, like you're saying, you can see that coming through the photos of you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's kind of like, so 
it's it's a weird thing because like age is all of a sudden it's like you know I'm three years off 50 I mean that is crazy I kind of never thought you know that that seems like that was miles away but but now it's getting closer but you but you know what the the funny thing is it's like that's where just confidence kind of overrides that and that's where you know also for me by doing the exercise has kept me like healthy and strong and you know, and that's where it's like, it's so beneficial. That's why we should all be doing it. And um, yeah, and I think the best thing to make you look younger is never have lots of layers in your hair. Oh, okay. I really think that it's really funny, isn't it? Because um, that that's what I, I swear by it. That's that's all I would say. Just Interesting, like, I've never heard that before. No, but I think, you know, but just because I think sometimes as women get older, they change their haircuts and they go for like a shorter and more like lead and kind of like bouffant-y and I'm like, no, I'm just gonna keep mine long and straight. Yeah. So I'm guessing that the answer is yes, because we've kind of touched on different parts of it, but do you have a personal mission, like a concise, this is what you're trying to do? Um, you know what, it sounds really corny, but I wanna get the world fit and I just wanna teach everyone how to, I just, I want to just make everyone feel good about themselves and and you know what it is not just fitness it's also about you know if you don't know how to do something I didn't know how to do any of the fit the editing filming I've done my whole website I've coded it I've learned to do literally everything and people are like oh I don't know how you do that and it's like well I didn't know I literally for three years gave up everything I got, sold everything. I lived in the most horrible little bedsit. I sacrificed everything. And I just thought, because I'd been so ripped off by everyone else, it's like, right, I'm gonna learn. I'm just, and literally, that is all I did. For three years, I wrote my first three eBooks and I learned to build a website to build everything so I could do it myself. So I'm really passionate also about telling everyone that knowledge is power. You know, if you don't know, then learn. Because once you've learned to do something and you can do it yourself, then you're unstoppable. Amen. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with the five questions that we ask all of our interviewees. What are the things or the projects get that get you really fired up? And they can be work related or or personal or um, you know what, I think just something that's like a new concept, a new idea for me is um, that's what excites me when no one's done it or it seems like a bit of a how can I do this, that's what really excites me. It's like, okay, there must be a way and that was a bit like with the cardio character, it's like how can I create something that's new, that's different um, and you know, once I'd had the idea of one, then one wasn't good enough, I needed more. So that re that really excites me, a challenge and a kind of, you know, how to build something from nothing. Yeah, and just, I'm gonna insert there, we'll put it at the end of the podcast as well, but for our listeners, I'm gonna be giving away two of Lucy's cardio characters. So just listen to the end of the podcast and I'll give you the instructions for how you can win one of those and it'll be one of your choice. Oh, and I'm just, sorry, we're really quickly gonna go back to this because I forgot to ask, the personal plan that you have on there, how does how does that work? Because it says that, you know, you sort of send a, you get a questionnaire from, from you? Yes. So then that one's a bit different because then I work very much one-to-one -one with the client. So that's why the price of that one is very is it, different. Yeah. 
you know, and that's where again I wanted to make sure then that by having the cardio characters, they're like the price of two cups of coffee. I wanted to do it so people can afford them. The but the personal plan is I sell it, send over quite a detailed questionnaire. So that tells me the days the client wants to train, exercises they like, specific areas they want to focus on, goes more in detail about their medical history, what goals they've got. So then it's very much tailored to their specific needs. Yeah, but I, I'm just going to throw that out for the listeners because it is still an incredibly affordable plan compared to what you would pay going, you know, in person for a personal training session. And no, it's very good value for money. So I'm just throwing that out there. So back to our questions. What is the most inspiring book that you've read in the past few years? Oh my goodness. Do you know what? It's the most inspiring book is, it's like books actually just about that they're kind of, there isn't just one, but books, I don't read stories it's more it's about like knowledge like how to grow a business and sort of stuff like that so I'm I'm a bit bad with reading but I'll just read books like that yeah no that's totally fair though you read certain things at certain periods of your life there's a season for everything oh but I will tell you one I did read hundreds of years ago which was Bridget Jones I just love (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah I'm hoping you could share your favorite quote with us and why it's your favorite quote Oh my goodness, guess what it is? Knowledge is power. That is my <laughs> favorite quote. I literally, if I ever had a tattoo, which I never ever would, that is what I would put. Because you know what? Having knowledge is what's given me the power to change my life. And I've literally, in the last year, I have turned it 180 degrees round completely, the opposite way round, because of having knowledge and learning, being self-taught. What is the best life lesson that you've learned or advice that you've been given? You know, um, I think for me, it was literally, I was so close to losing everything. And, you know, I'd been doing the personal training and kind of never getting paid and ripped off by publishers and like had given my heart and soul. And because I was passionate about what I was doing. And it was literally, it came to a point where it was like, okay, I either have to walk away now and give up what I've done for the last 22 years, or I have to now do something really drastic. And so that was a really big turning point. And it was, that's when I literally got rid of everything, rented, I literally went back to living in a room in someone's house with no facilities. It was so tough. I had my two cats, I couldn't look after them. I had to pay for them to be in a cattery and it killed me. But it was like, you know what? I'm gonna get them back and I'm gonna change my life. And so sometimes the dark times, the hard times are when you feel you've got nothing, that's when you, you just get that energy to jump up and change things. Yeah, that's incredible. So Lucy, the final question, what does it mean to you to live your best life? Um, like now it's just, it's fulfillment and no regrets. That's what it is. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. And we'll, in the show notes, we'll put links to your TED talk, to your website and, uh, let people know how they can win those cardio characters. Thank you so much. And I should be working on Victoria, so yeah, no, but, and thank you very much for your time. It's been great. I've really enjoyed doing this.
do you love Lucy as much as I love Lucy? Because, oh my gosh, I just realized what that sound like. I love Lucy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's not the first time she's heard that. Anyways, massive digression. I had such a blast interviewing Lucy. I learned so much and I really came away with the persistence that she puts towards her projects and how she doesn't give up and she's built the confidence as she's went and that real faith that she puts in herself, in her skill sets and that she has something to contribute to the world. And I believe that we all have something that we can contribute. So it's just finding that thing, that thing that is uniquely yours and putting all your energy into it and putting your commitment and passion behind it. As Lucy says in a lot of her videos, if you're not giving it 100%, you're leaving stuff behind on the table. So let's not do that. In the show notes, I've included Lucy's TEDx talk, which I highly recommend you check out and sort of links that we discussed, as well as exactly how you can enter to win her cardio characters. So again, I'm giving away two cardio characters. So two lucky listeners will receive one of these and it'll be of their choosing. And that will be running until July 19th. So I really hope you you, uh, take part in it. It's a really great opportunity to participate in. And... Yeah, that's pretty much it for today's episode. I highly recommend you check out Lucy's YouTube channel, uh, her website itself. All the links for that are in the show notes. So next time on the podcast, July 20th, we are joined by Samantha Kimura. Sam and I go way back. We were friends in elementary school. And honestly, we weren't, we didn't connect for the longest time you know, I moved away just before junior high school started. And so I didn't really see her other than a Facebook connection. In the last year, we've sort of reconnected and bonded over our shared experience with postpartum depression. Uh, So we talk about that, but we also talk how she's, her experience nursing and how she found that her high school sweetheart and how that relationship has changed over time. And we also talk about her new adventure as a mama coach. So she's starting She's joined a business uh, called The Mama Coaches, and she does sleep training and allergy training and all that kind of stuff. And while she's based in the Calgary area, she can do it from all over the world because Skype is your best friend. So join us on the 20th. It's a fantastic interview. We, We go really deep in that one. So take care, guys. I can't wait to see you then. And until then, just remember that in order to achieve your dreams, you need to take action. So what is that action that you're going to take today? Think about it, commit to it, do it. Lots of love and I'll see you next time.